Hello, and welcome to episode 44 of Golden Shower of Hits. Today on the podcast, Jamie and Mike will review the fourth album by Queen, A Night at the Opera, released in 1975. Queen is one of my favorite bands, Brian May is one of my favorite guitarists, and this album fucking rules. It's a masterpiece, front to back. My students once performed the full album live and in its entirety, and is still one of my proudest moments as a music instructor. This album better get an A++++ from these assholes. Oh, you're the best friend that I've ever had. I've been with you such a long time. You're my sunshine, and I want you to know that my feelings are true. I really love you. Oh, you're my best friend. Let's see if we got this on the first try. <laughs> we say that every week. Like butter, baby. Yeah. Like How you butter. Doing? I'm fine. Nice. You're all refreshed from your uh, vacation? Yeah. Yeah, we had a great time out there, man. Nice. Did it rain and stuff, or was it actually nice out? It did rain, and it was nice. Got a little bit of both. That's good. Yeah, it was even nice when it rained. <laughs> nice. You're only happy when it rains? I'm only happy when I'm happy. Ah, right. <laughs> um, I've went off my diet while I was out there. Really? Hard. For like five days, I was having like frozen <laughs> yogurt cones, and uh, I had a fucking steak. Whoa. And I ate two lobster rolls and a lobster. Oh, my God. We kind of went bananas, right? Yeah. Did you give yourself diarrhea? No, not oh, at all. I'm surprised. I, I mean, I hardly used, I hardly went to the bathroom. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, so did the opposite? Know. My body is just freaked out. But yeah, a couple of weird things about that is that the last night we were there after, like Friday night, we had, we had a dinner and I had a lobster and she had a lob, and she had a lob, Christine had a lobster roll. And uh, it looked really good. And, yeah. and it was a lot less work than what I had to go through. <laughs> and had just as just as much lobster yeah and uh so the next day we were like let's go get lobster rolls at this other place and then we enjoyed it so much that we said let's cancel our dinner reservation and come back here for <laughs> dinner and have another one oh my and God. we did and then we went home and watched that fucking movie seaspiracy i don't know anything about it but i think i know where this is going yeah and uh, we both just were like, we have a fucking, we have a belly full of awfulness. <laughs> just like world destroying fucking death industry. And oh, we man. both felt terrible. Then I came home, I got on the scale. And uh, the day I got back, I was, I was like seven pounds up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think and then you... the next day, I, next day I was only two pounds up. Yeah, I think your weight uh kind of flux can fluctuate like five pounds in a day is what i've heard yeah, I, I don't know if, probably a lot of like salt and yeah, stuff water anyway and shit. i came here to talk about my fucking diet <laughs> you know whatever we're <laughs> <laughs> back back to the, welcome back to the middle age podcast yeah exactly <laughs> we exactly. talk about things you're interested in it should be called the Golden Oldies Showers of Hits, or the fucking, or the the Golden the Walk-in Bathtubs of Hits. 
You know, it's funny. I made that joke about starting a, a, a old man band called Burden on Society, but I think we're already there. <laughs> we're already there. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that far from needing a walker <laughs> with my fucking knees and hips and shit. Right. Oh How are you God. doing? I'm doing good, man. It's been a busy week and a half with like work and stuff and life, you know, so have lots of follow up for today. And lots of fucking notes for today, too. So, Jesus Christ, this is going to be a long one. It can't be too long. I got to go pick my wife up at the train. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, uh, all right. So, follow-up from um, stuff we talked about in some previous episodes. This is super long ago follow-up, but I watched the movie Death Becomes Her. With, oh, yeah. Yeah, with uh, uh, Meryl Streep and the girl from Laughing. Oh, fuck. What's her name? <laughs> it's fucking great. Yeah. We watched it not that long ago. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I was, uh, I enjoyed it. So anyways, Death Becomes or Check It Out's from 92, I think. Uh, 99 Red Balloons. We talked about this a couple episodes ago. And I don't know why, I just got a wild hair at my ass to listen to it. And I decided to look at the lyrics on Genius.com and read about it on Wikipedia. And it yeah. mentioned that the, <laughs> this is, this is kind of in the weeds, in the weeds. Uh, but in, in the lyrics, it talks about, or in the Wikipedia entry, it talks about how the lyrics are different, uh, in the German version from the English version. In so, the German version, they're like, fuck the capitalist pigs. Right. Nuke, nuke them all. So, uh, no, not, <laughs> but, uh, if you go to genius.com and read the English lyrics, there's actually a version of the German lyrics, which are incredibly different. But to, and I was like, whoa, this is so weird. But then today, uh, before the show, I, I opened up the genius.com link for the German version and I could see it. It did a translation on the fly and I was like, oh fuck, it's doing an auto translation. So, so it's different every time. No. Uh, so you know how like Google translate yeah. isn't always the best translator. So, right. <laughs> so what may be happening is it's exponentially different but it's a lot of it's because of the like software ai translation of it so but anyways i'll put links in the show notes for the two different versions and uh you can compare the two so wow yeah uh, uh let's see i know some i know germans we could probably <laughs> no i have german friends we could okay. probably have them translate it for us directly oh yeah and then we could compare the notes that way if we really want to like go down this rabbit hole. Yeah. I, uh, I'm friends with a, a German guy who uh, works at NASA. So <laughs> I hung out with him a couple of years ago. We threatened to pin him down and get us to tell us, get him to tell us that their aliens were real, but he wouldn't give up the goods. So no. <laughs> <laughs> those Germans got uh, uh, strong wills. Uh, let's see. Uh, last week we talked about Ian Stewart, the co-founder of the Rolling Stones. Um, yeah. and we touched on the fact that he was kicked out of the band because he didn't, his look didn't fit the band. Right. Boy, that was a correct choice. So, uh, <laughs> uh he looks like if Elvis and Morrissey had a baby and like, what is it? Like what era of each of those guys? He looks like, like a rockabilly dude, kind of like with a pompadour. Or I don't I don't know if that's what that haircut's called, but the big black hair up on top, you know, he's yeah, and he, and a, he's got a pompadour. 
I, I don't know if that's I mean, a they all kind of had those. Did he all, did he have that through the 70s? Uh, that I don't know, but Because if you're looks, looking at a black and white shot of him, I mean, they will all look like that. He definitely sticks out when you look at the photos. <laughs> so it was like, oh, yeah, no, I get it now. <laughs> so Right. So anyways, I'll, uh, I'll post some links to some photos of that dude in the show notes and you can see what we're talking about. Um, also last show, we talked about how Bill Wyman married Mandy Smith and then Bill's oldest son married, uh, Mandy's her mother. And so I was in the shower one day and I was thinking about it. And so I realized at one point, Bill Wyman's son was his own father-in-law and that his (laughs) mother-in-law was also his sister-in-law and that his wife would have been his stepsister. Uh, that's a fun family reunion. Yeah. And then his wife would have been his son's daughter-in-law. So <laughs> would make for an interesting, uh, I don't know, incest theme porno, I guess. Um, except not really. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Mandy Smith put out a record in 1987. So a year before she married Bill Wyman and I listened to some of it, the, uh, the single, yeah. or at least the first song on the on the record, is called "I Just Is Called I Just Can't Wait." Uh, being with you, they call me a fool. They just don't know what love can do. They talk as if I'm just a baby. They said I'd be used. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. These are some of the lyrics. Lost and confused, they'll never see me the way they'll never see you the way that I do, and I. I'll go along with whatever you want me to. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> interesting. It's kind of um, like teeny bopper mall rock, you know, like Tiffany kind of. That's kind of the vibe I get from the record. Right. So <laughs> anyways, but uh, if you look at the song titles, it's like a lot of them, I don't know, <laughs> seem to be, uh, a, you know, you could read in to them that, it's about the her relationship with Bill Wyman. So, <laughs> but it's on Spotify. She's got uh, ten thousand monthly listeners of this record. So, really, yeah, nine thousand seven hundred ninety nine monthly listeners. More people that have than than have ever heard me play anything. So, <laughs> so Bill Wyman, if you're out there, give me a call. All right. Wow. Yeah, and uh, we need to pick the next two seasons. Oh, we do? Yeah, it's about time. Well, we do that, uh, or we, you want to do it up ahead of time? Uh, we can do it at the end of the show, too. That works. Yeah, why not? Okay. Why not? All right. You have any... Uh, give people give people some suspenseful, <laughs> uh, you know, something to bait them into listening to, to fast forward, basically. Click right, forward yeah. on that little timeline. They'll be like, oh, God, if I can just make it to this... Make it through this episode. I'll see where... Maybe I'll see if there's something to look forward to in a month. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll see what a good troll Rudy has pulled on these guys. Entertainment. Again. Yeah. You know, this is entertainment, folks. <laughs> uh, um, so uh, I got a package from Rudy. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's it's great. It's a re- all records. And seven inches in records, and the, and he's put st- like uh, sticky notes on there, whatever the yeah, fuck yeah. those are called, sticky notes. And, yeah, yeah, and and he's like made a note on each and every record. <laughs> yeah, he did that for mine too. <laughs> like v- detailed cataloging, right, right? And some of them are just like 
I hate this record, so now it's <laughs> now it's yours. Now yeah. it's your burden. Now it's your you know that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or like you know he sent me that Denison Kimball trio because and you know because right. he he knew I was into it because I talked about having it back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And like that was a very sweet and considerate thing. And he was you know he's like this has got you know that some drummer on it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love how Rudy is a uh, mix between like super sweet stuff and then like the best troll ever. So, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, yeah. so I sent, I, I don't know if I should be terrified or not, but I, I sent Rudy a, uh, seven inch of the band I sang and played guitar in, and then a couple of seven inches that I was playing, playing drums on for another band. And, uh, I, on his YouTube channel, uh, bring cancer diaries, he, he he does like reaction videos where he listens to the shit, I guess. And right. so he wrote me, he's like, Hey, you care if I do a reaction video on these? And I'm like, Oh fuck, I'm going to get pounded. I just know it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I probably deserve it. It's going to be, it's going to probably be all F's from Rudy. But does he, does he stop and uh, talk about it or does he talk through it or like, how does it, uh, I should go watch some of those. Yeah, the one I watched, I watched, uh, I think it was the most recent one. It was um, uh, Higher Ground by, uh, uh, fuck. <laughs> the Red Stevie, No, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> no, Stevie oh, Wonder. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. Good. And uh, he kind of puts the lyrics on the screen and talks about uh, the song a little bit. It's pretty short, so. Um, and he, then he, he had, had heard on. that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, fun to watch. So, so I, nice. I love that. Like, uh, basically, with the post-it notes, he's doing "Golden Shower of Hits," <laughs> yeah, written, <laughs> and then we do it audio-wise, and then he uh, he, he basically does a, a a version, you know, listening to old he wastes, records. He wastes on video, no time. So yeah, and abbreviates it. He it's, like that's good to the point. He bookends uh, what we do, so that's pretty cool. Anyways, yeah, Brain Cancer Diaries on YouTube. Check it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. Uh, so this week, Queen. Yeah. How was your week? How do you, uh, did you enjoy listening to the record? Well, yeah. I mean, this album has, <laughs> has some incredible songs on it. Yeah, for like sure. Like some of, some of Queen's greatest songs. Yeah. In fact. Um, and it cer- certainly has their most celebrated song, right? Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> It's kind of funny. Uh, I listened to Bohemian Rhapsody once, like on the on the initial listen through. Yeah, but I've heard it so many times, and not that I don't like it, not that I don't like listening to it, but yeah, there were some other songs on this record that I hadn't gotten enough of. You know what I mean? So every time right. I listen to it uh, after the first 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 or second go through, I just I just skip Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> so I never do. Yeah. I listened to the whole fucking thing. The problem with that song, like the problem, I'm trying to think of another example where, you know, like culturally that song is so deeply tied to fucking Wayne and Garth now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you can't, you can't even imagine that song without imagining them headbanging in their AMC gremlin. Right. Um, which is unfortunate because it's an incredible piece of art. Yeah. It's funny. You you bring that up and and I know that's a thing or whatever, but whenever I listen to that song, I never think about that. I always think about them 
the video where it's the four of them and they have the spotlights coming down on them. You know what I'm talking about? Like so fucking uh, cool. Yeah. So cool, dude. Yeah. The fucking coolest. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was, you know, great listening to that. You know, it's, it's, and, and here's the thing I'm going to hear Bohemian Rhapsody on the radio or in an elevator or going, walking through the store or whatever. 50 times this year. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to hear fucking death on two legs, you know? And no. So it's like, okay, well, I'm listening to fucking Queen. I'm going to listen to this again. You know what I mean? Um, right. Yeah. So, so I was excited to, you know, listen to it over and over again and, and listen to songs that I knew I wouldn't hear a bunch just in the ether, you know? So yeah, I skipped over it a little bit. Before I talk shit. Um, Whoa, you're going to talk shit? <laughs> I, I'm going to talk a little bit of shit. I got a little to talk about too, but. Yeah, um, I I don't know why. I never realized what a fucking badass, because I've just always been so enamored with Brian May. Oh, yeah, I think I know where you're going with this. As soon as I knew what a guitar was, I was just like, holy shit, this, what is, what is he doing? There's right. only one of him, you know, like yeah. that's before I knew about multi-track when I was just a kid, right? But, yeah, yeah. Because um, I think News of the World was the first record that i heard because my uncle had that record okay. so i lit, wore it out you know and uh you know his guitar playing is just fucking insane yeah but, it's so good but uh whatever that fucking bass player's name is what's his name john deacon john deacon i, I, I is knew a you fucking, were going there is a monster he and is amazing like, yeah dude yeah uh yeah <laughs> that that was kind of my takeaway from this record like i mean i always knew all of them were like these great musicians and like i hear a lot about roger taylor like if you ever watch any kind of like interview with taylor hawkins from the foo fighters he talks about roger taylor and what an amazing drummer he is and all that shit you know um right. and yeah you don't really hear about john deacon that much but fuck listening to this record dude his bass playing is amazing on 39 um and also on uh oh fuck i have it written down here i have too many it's notes just, <laughs> like the thing is he's so overshadowed because he doesn't sing any songs right, everyone yeah. like and he's not a you know he's not a lead player so right. he's just sort of even in the movie you know yeah, the, yeah. whatever the movie was called they just kind of like fucking bashed like they just talked shit about him basically (laughs) they just kind of made him seem like a second class citizen right well i mean i don't know if he's an asshole human but you know his bass playing is monstrous yeah he uh his bass playing on you're my best friend is fantastic and here's the here's the thing about uh, like the public perception of him He's in a band with Freddie Mercury, dude. Like right. that guy is larger than fucking life. Like, right? You know, De- John Deacon could be shot out of a cannon, but you would never know it because you know uh, Freddie is just like the brightest fucking star ever. No, Elvis could have been on stage with Freddie Mercury yeah, and been and, in yeah. his shadow. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Michael no. Jackson would have been in Freddie's shadow. Yeah. Like he just cast a fucking long shadow. Well, I mean, you know, there's a famous, um, like a, a, a black, like a black and white silhouette, and of Freddie, and you see the silhouette, like it's just completely black and white. There's no details, and you know it's Freddie Mercury. Just like, right? I mean, that's how huge of a, you know, icon. Yeah, just 
an enigma, an enigma, yeah, an enigma, dude. You know, <laughs> but uh, b- before we get off John Deacon, uh, one little fact I love about John Deacon is uh, on the first record they thought his name was too plain sounding, so they credited him as Deacon John on the first record. <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> yeah and then he he wasn't psyched about that so he had him put it back so every other record after that he's john deacon but for some reason it always just sticks in my head like oh deacon john like i was getting all excited and i kept having to stop myself from saying deacon john so right yeah but yeah um and he wrote you're my best friend which I, yeah i always assumed you know because freddie had that uh female uh like companion that was kind of his life partner but not necessarily you know not necessarily a romantic partner i always assume that song was about her and it's not it's it was written by john deacon for his wife who he's still married to so yeah she must really be his friend good (laughs) best friend so pretty amazing wow deacon john (laughs) john deacon (laughs) right no he's he's everyone in this there's no weak link no there's just no weak link no um, I do want to make fun of I'm in love with my car, <sighs> even though it's a fucking incredible song. I, <laughs> I, I really actually love the song. So I actually had, I tried to workshop a joke, which is, uh, <laughs> which is queen is so good. I bet they could totally write dumb lyrics like about a bicycle race or loving a car or some shit. And it would totally work and no one would ever give it a second thought. <laughs> <laughs> which is a true statement it's just not a great joke but yeah but like but that's true and it's i don't know that i'd ever really heard uh i'm in love with my car until a few years ago and i think i heard about it before i actually heard it and i was like <laughs> what the fuck is they wrote a song called i love my car like god you know because they were kind of jabbing um roger taylor about it in this like interview or whatever and I was like, yeah, you dumb shit, you know? And then right. this week I listened to it, you know, multiple times and I'm like, this car, this song is fucking rad. Like the lyrics are, the lyrics are the corniest lyrics. Yeah. Terrible. But yeah. the song is fucking rad. And he wrote the song like he, yeah. uh, you know, demoed the guitar and showed it to Brian and yeah. And so, uh, one of the funny things about, uh, I'm in love with my car is he, he wanted it to be the, um, the B side of a bohemian rhapsody on the single that they put it out was and it was and because he wrote that and technically sold as many copies of that as bohemian rhapsody <laughs> he got a ton of money from that right and apparently that uh that caused some friction in the band afterwards so because he got as much money as freddie did for bohemian rhapsody for publishing and selling that wow yeah well hey Smart when move. You, you know, here's the thing. When, when someone wants something and it feels like there's a negotiation or whatever, and then you say, okay, that's an agreement. Yeah. And so, you know, you can't be pissed about that. Right. Yeah. You just can't. Yeah. I mean, you could, you know, yeah. Harboring yeah. resent is not healthy. No. Especially for your band members, you know. But uh, I wonder if uh, Roger is the most like successful <laughs> publishing drummer ever because of that, you know? Uh, there's this guy named Ringo Starr. You think that Ringo's soul uh, ha- got more publishing from songs he's written than Roger? 
Uh, Yellow Submarine, right? Oh, he, did he write Yellow Submarine? Um, I don't know. Let's find out. I feel like he wrote like Octopus's Garden. Um, but yeah, I don't think Yellow Submarine was his. I think he just sang it. I could be wrong. Um, let's see. Well, I'm looking it up now. Oh, huh. Yeah, it says songwriters Lennon McCartney. Why would they have him sing it? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe because it was a silly song. I, well, that's not true. I mean, they, they, <laughs> they do Rocky Raccoon and shit, you know? So, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I I mean, I, I think maybe they wanted to foster the the idea that there's four lead singers in the group, you know? Right. Or that they're all right, like a band of brothers uh, or whatever. Let's see. Who else? You know, uh, Dave Grohl, maybe. Could yeah, yeah. Probably, you know, well, technically he's a drummer. I mean. He's not the drummer in the Foo Fighters. Right. Yeah. That's right. So, and I'm sure he's made, yeah, he's made, he's made plenty but of money. But yeah, so. I mean. That's got to be right. Oh, Phil Collins. Ah, there you go. Phil fucking yep, Collins. You're right. Oh, you're right. Who's that asshole in the Eagles? Oh, fuck. Don, is that Don Henley? That Don Henley. Yeah, yeah, that motherfucker. He's He's got them all trumped, I'm sure. <sighs> you, know? you know, I was so... Ha- this is going to sound super mean, and I, and I may have actually talked That's about okay. this on That's okay. That's what we're here for. I may have actually talked about this on the show before, but I was so psyched the day I heard Don Henley died, because for some fucking stupid reason- Don Henley is not dead. He's not? No. Uh, who's the guy that just recently died then, like in the maybe last five Glenn years? Fry uh, maybe Glenn Fry or one of the yeah, other Yeah, maybe assholes? it was Glenn Fry. But anyways, one of them died, and I was like- I mistakenly thought I was going to hear less of the Eagles. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, no, that's what got you start worse. hearing more. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. I was like, oh no. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Although, no, I, I, especially I, the, the, the week immediately following the death of yeah, someone. Right. You yeah, right. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn Fry died, I think, or Don uh, Felder. One of yeah, those it was two. Don Felder. Uh, yeah. I, I do feel like I hear less about and less of the doors since Ray Manzarek died. So right. that's a good thing. <laughs> Do you know, uh, wh- uh, what's the guy, what's the Fucking name of the doors, guitar player? Robbie Krieger. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not a doors fan, but I saw Robbie Krieger play at Nam at the Gibson party. And mm-hmm. it was fucking, it was pretty great. It was cool, man. Yeah. He always like, seemed kind of like cool. A good, he seems like a good dude, but I don't know how anyone could be in a band with Jim Morrison and like Jim Morrison. Like, right, I, I right. guess I understand how people can be like, no, fucking whatever. Mr. Mojo Ryzen is fucking cool. He's a rock and roll poet. <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm glad that he existed. I yeah, guess. I, Just because no, there were no one that was blowing as hard as he was. Yeah. Like, you know, but whatever i'm not here to talk shit on the doors no i don't want to waste my time talking about the doors although i do think riders on the storm is a great song really yeah i like that song. yeah it's pretty good although that may be tied to uh, a skateboard uh this guy pat duffy i think had a skateboard part where he was doing handrails in the rain and they played riders on the storm and it was really cool so because it was all in slow motion i think it'd be it'd be a lot cooler if like you know the melvins covered it (laughs) right (laughs) That would be great. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Roger Taylor, how amazing is his voice? Yeah, dude. Dude, he can sing so fucking high. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, he looks like he can get to a C6, whatever the fuck a C6 is. 
Or at least that's the highest note he hit on the record. So if anybody uh, knows anything about music. <laughs> on a piano, mm -hmm. if you go left to right, it would be the sixth C. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. I mm. think. That's how I've always understood it. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I'll have to check I think that, out. that I think that they use the like a seventy-two key piano as a as a reference. Yeah. Although, what the fuck do I know? Are they seventy-two? Oh, they're eighty-eight keys, right? Eighty-eight keys. Yeah. yeah sorry. There's this uh, elect some electric pianos have seventy-two. Yeah, eighty-eight right. keys. Yeah, that's right. Just like the shitty fucking piano bar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, I just, I can't say enough good things about this band. And even though every single album that they made wasn't amazing. Right. And every song on every album wasn't amazing. No. There, there were fucking really bright moments on every single release they ever made. Well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. <laughs> I'm going to knock you out of the park right right about now. Uh, I happened to listen to the Flash Gordon soundtrack. <laughs> the Flash Gordon soundtrack is fucking amazing. No, it's ah! not. It's okay, the Flash the Gordon song, song Flash is Gordon pretty is rad. Incredible. The yeah, Flash no Gordon shit. song well, is. The rest of it is go. really bad. <laughs> listen, like I said, on right, every right. release, there's a very bright and shining, at least a bright and shining moment. And the Flash Gordon song is fucking tits. Yeah, no, the Flash Gordon song's rad. And, uh, yeah, yeah so I, 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 I listened to it. Uh, don't listen to it. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's right. It, it's not Did even you see like that movie queen. when you were a kid. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I went and saw it in the theater. Oh, I really? thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually, uh, I was driving home from work. I was coming in at like two in the morning the other night. That's when I was listening to the Flash Gordon soundtrack and I was like, I should watch that movie, but it was so late. I just, yeah. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. I, yeah. Although I think that Max von Sudlau or whatever guy is in it, right? He plays Ming the Merciless, right? Uh, does he? Yeah. Because uh, I could pick out his voice on the Flash Gordon. Right. Like, you know, because they, they, they interject like some dialogue or whatever uh, in the songs. So I'm like, oh, I think that's that Max von Sudlau guy. The guy that was in uh, Strange Brew. And I think he was in uh, one of the new Star Wars movies. I should probably get his uh, name right. <laughs> what did he play? Yoda? No, he was, uh, oh yeah, Max von Sydow, S-Y-D-O. Uh, he had like a bit part at the very beginning of the, one of the new Star Wars movies. He must be 108. I think he died, uh, he died uh, March 8th, 2020. Oh, wow. So. How old was he? Uh, he was born in 1929. <laughs> no, 1829. So he was uh, 90. Wow. Yeah. Great voice super huh. deep yeah yeah um but yeah these guys and and you know not every song on this album could i fucking enjoy right like i don't i couldn't go for the fucking yada 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 the fucking waving hands <laughs> stage tunes yeah like that that stuff was pretty hard for me to get through um are you talking about good good company I won't talk too much shit about it because it's so fucking am like there's a point where someone can take their art too far where they'd be like there my ambition knows no limits and I feel like that's that that was Freddie Mercury's Achilles heel right yeah and but he made incredible like 
I would never contest that those songs are incredible art because you listen to the production, the arrangements, everything. Like, that shit was done on tape machines. Yeah. Did, the, you, <laughs> did you watch the classic albums thing for God it? God damn it. No, I didn't know there was one. Oh, it's fucking unbelievable dude oh shit all right yeah I'm gonna, it'll I'll do fuck that you up you like you will watch that and you'll think to yourself they did this in 1975 right on tape machines what am i doing with my life oh yeah tell me about it like you know i mean they're literally cutting tape with razor blades like when we edit nowadays we can see a waveform on the computer screen and we know yeah okay here's where the note starts so that's where we yep. make the cut you don't see that on a fucking tape i mean you know a tape machine looks like a cassette tape but it's two inches wide instead of an eighth of an inch or whatever and they're literally like well i hope this is where the thing is and they fucking cut it with a razor blade like and the edits are unbelievable on this record yeah and mixing something like this? Oh my God, yeah. I mean, those are hands. That, there was not, at, I don't believe there in 75 there was there were flying faders. I think that was all, all hands on deck. Right. Pushing faders, you know. Yeah. And you can hear, you know, you hear those things. And I wonder, I, I don't remember this from the, from the movie, but I wonder if if they were sort of, if they were tracking the vocals or falling off the mics to sort of aid in, in the mix. Yeah. I don't think so. It sounds pretty, um, artificial. Like it sounds very like intentional, not natural. Uh, it's interesting that you say that. So one of my notes says, I love how dry Freddie's, how dry Freddie's voices. It sounds extremely close like when you're wearing headphones it sounds yeah. like he's sitting on your fucking shoulder and then the right. big vocals have like this perfect amount of ambience but it's not like it's not reverb or a big room i don't i literally have no idea how he, they do it but it it to me it just his there's some kind of ambience but it's nothing that i've heard other people do it's cr they're probably just everything is fucking triple tracked uh yeah maybe I mean, it's just like... With no fucking pitch correction either. Like... No. You know? I was just going to say, like, the harmonies on this are unfucking real Right. Like, fuck off. This is the seminar for how to, how to do vocal harmonies. Yeah. And guitar harmonies. Right. Like, harmony and melody j were born on this album. As far as I'm concerned. Well, and think about this. It's not even just Freddie. It's all those fucking dudes singing perfectly multiple times. And those, those singing is not those. I mean, Roger Taylor's a fucking drummer, you know, like that's not his primary thing. You know, uh, Brian May is the fucking guitar player, like singing, hard, singing is not his thing yet. They nail it multiple times with no pitch correction. Oh, you know, and layer this shit it's fucking mind-blowing the amount of sheer talent in that band shocking i'm sure they weren't first takes no but, but still <laughs> i mean yeah but to be able to capture them is is unreal yeah yeah so absolutely yeah unreal. this have uh, you ever gotten your hands on the multi-tracks no or? but i need to oh they they're floating around out there oh and really yeah 
if you listen to this on Spotify, the there it's like the deluxe edition, and so yeah, a couple of the tracks at the very end are like just the vocals, you know, like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. with no music and it's just vocals, and it's 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 seriously, you know, being in 2020 and somebody that works on music every week, um, I'm I'm I I would be shocked. Uh, to hear somebody pull this off with a computer, you know? Like, right. No, uh, it's and, astounding. Yeah, it's seriously like unbelievable. And so, you know, one thing we should touch on is uh, the producer of this record was this guy, Mike Stone. Um, he started out as a as a assistant engineer, Abbey Rhodes, while he was a teenager. And he worked he even worked on uh, uh, like the Beatles for Sale record. Uh, he later became a, a runner for Trident Studios and um was a tape operator and assistant engineer anyways he started working with queen and uh on their first record and then i think worked on one two three four five six queen records so yeah queen wow. queen two sheer heart attack night of the opera day at the races and news of the world so i think sheer heart attack is my favorite queen record. yeah you uh you have that record i i don't think so a plus that record <laughs> Uh, so speaking of Trident Studios, uh, I'll read you some interesting tidbits, uh, that I read about Queen. So in 72, Trident Studios, um, started two record production companies. One was called Neptune, uh, production. They initially, uh, signed Queen and some other bands. So they had to record off hours, right? So like they could come in when the studio wasn't booked and use the studio for free, basically. I feel um, like I remember that from the movie. Yeah. They sort of touched on that. Yeah. After the album was released, they, they had a hard time finding a label that would put it out. Um, so finally they put out, it sounds like Trident put out the record themselves and then EMI was distributing it. Um, but the band, even after Queen, Queen 2 and Sheer Heart Attack, the band had like no money. They were only getting like 60 pounds a week. And right. so, you know, so they contacted Peter Grant, uh, who was Led Zeppelin's manager. Right. And uh, was basically like a mafia boss of rock and roll, I guess is, I don't know, one way to kind of describe Peter Grant. Uh, but was he was a strong arm manager. Yes. Yeah. Like Peter Grant changed how bands get paid uh, right. when dealing with venues that that still is in effect today. All yeah. over the world. The way he changed the way bands got paid is he uh, he had a gun in the face of the right. people writing the check. Right, yeah. It was pretty yeah. gnarly. Uh, so anyways, they were going to... Um, Grant, Grant was down to do it. Uh, he wanted the band to sign with Zeppelin's label, Swan Song. Uh, and he suggested like, okay, you guys go on tour. I'll sort out your finances. But Queen uh, worried that they would that he would prioritize Zeppelin over them, and so they and they didn't want to sign to Swan Song, so they eventually, uh, I think, signed directly with EMI and uh, got Elton John's manager to be their manager. So, wow. yeah, Trident and Peter Grant. Peter Grant was kind of the original Suge Knight. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right? Yeah, he was like a fucking tough guy. Yeah, but I, I don't think he was fucking with the artists at all. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I don't think he was going after whoever Zeppelin's competition was and trying to fuck him up, you know? So, although I don't know who Zeppelin's competition would have been back then. The way it ties all the way back around is that Suge Knight dangled 
vanilla ice off of a fucking balcony by his right. fucking feet. Yeah. And vanilla ice sampled under pressure uh, in ice ice yeah in ice ice baby yeah a queen yeah uh you know it's a stretch but there it is <laughs> we're learning how to like link this stuff together that was good every like once that. in a while i'll make that cultural reference and i'll <laughs> but i'll just talk about it in turn like use suge knight as a verb like <laughs> someone needs to suge knight that guy <laughs> so is he in jail do we know i think he is i right? think he's in prison yeah he like ran he over is. somebody on purpose in a i think parking lot or something right yeah so uh, gnarly yeah um yeah i gotta say that good company uh, is not one of my favorite songs it was written and sung by brian may uh it kind of reminds me of <laughs> rocky raccoon from the beatles uh right. but like it's like a I don't know if it's like Dixieland or Western. I think he's playing a ukulele on it. That's that's not one of my favorites. Um, yeah, I don't like that shit. The Prophet song is not good. It kind of reminds me of like Spinal Tap trying to do a Zeppelin song. Like, yeah, it to- it totally feels like Spinal Tap. Um, I I don't hate that one, but I <laughs> it's you know yeah. Uh, yeah, Death on Two Legs, fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, Lazy on a Sunday Afternoon, not one of my favorites. Eh, yeah. Eh. You're My Best Friend is so good. Um, and One of the greats. Yeah. 39, I don't know that I ever heard it before this week. Um, and initially I was a little iffy on it, but it's a great song. It just doesn't seem like a Queen song. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Who wrote it? Uh, Brian May and Brian May sang it. So, and apparently it's, uh, it, it's funny. You know, do you remember in the eighties when they were like, Oh, Ronald Reagan, uh, the, all the letters in his name add up to six, six, six. So he's the antichrist. You you (laughs) remember all that like reaching, you know? Uh, so if you, if you read about, uh, the song 39, there's all kinds of like, conjecture from fans about the song apparently it's the 39th if you add up all the songs on all the records up to that point it's the 39th queen song that was put out and there's a whole community of like people like you know six degrees of separation from for 39 so that's kind of interesting and funny but is are there any like seventh seal no no kind of things going on that that's the kind of stuff i want to hear about right no, you know, uh, Brian, he's a, like an astrophysicist or something, right? Yeah, he's a fucking maniac. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's uh, like a smarty pants. Yeah. And, and this song is about space, apparently. Um, so a lot of people like tie a bunch of like space, you know, references. Like, oh, the Hubble telescope was blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah, hmm. they tie all that shit in. So no, it's no Seventh Seal stuff, but a lot of like astrophysics. When did the Hubble stuff. go up? Do you know? 90, 90 something, early 90s. Yeah, he wasn't working on the Hubble 20 years before. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe I'll talk about that. He designed something for it, right? He designed, he designed some crazy shit for some things that went into orbit. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, he's a fucking smart maniac. dude. Hey, built his own, and, built his own guitar. Yeah, he and his dad yeah. built that guitar when he was a kid. That was his first guitar, I think. Yeah. Like how crazy and, uh, and he still plays it, right? Like Yeah. And it's built out of there have been a number of companies that have, you know, built right whatever versions of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 
I really want one of the Guild ones. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that came out in the 80s or early 90s, I think. Um, then Burns was making them, and I don't know oh, yeah, who I makes them now, but they're they're just called Brian May guitars, right? And they but they have Strat trems on, like there's some kind of just sort of stock standard parts on them. They don't, you know, they're not really authentic replicas necessarily. Right, right. Um, but yeah, you could, like you could never you could never be in a Queen tribute band and not play one of those <laughs> right, reds, right. <laughs> not play a red special yeah you know? yeah people would think you were a fucking asshole yeah people might think you're an asshole anyway although there's some there's some good queen tribute bands out there i have some friends that play in one whenever i i go see a, a kiss tribute band if the guy's playing an epiphone les paul i'm just like you're just not committed <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to question your uh, commitment to Sparkle Motion. There's a lack of commitment to Ace Freely on your part. It's really disappointing. I mean, I, I know what you know. Uh, Cherry Sunburst Les Paul Custom from '74 is like five thousand dollars now, but come on, dude. <laughs> right? Uh, you uh, surely you you have a day job, right? Right? And you're getting like save up your fucking gig money. Yeah. Like, commit. Like, yeah. why even wear the makeup? Poser, like, man. Yeah, seriously. Why not just get yourself a fucking Jackson V and uh, put on the... Uh, Onk. Who was the guy? Who Vinnie was Vincent. the Onk? Vinnie Vincent. Yeah. 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 Put on the Vinnie <laughs> Vincent makeup. Oh, man. You know? Boy, people would be really pissed about that. I think... You know what? <laughs> Actually, think, super fans would be super into it. I think it would be fun to do, like, an all... Um, all Vinnie Vincent character, like everyone dresses as Vinnie Vincent, right? Yeah. And then what? What album was he on? Uh, he he was on. Well, he joined during the Creatures tour and recorded uh, some of the Creatures of the Night. Although he's not on the cover. And then uh, the first album cover he's on is uh, Lick It Up, but they're unmasked at that point. So only do those two records. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. You get a very, uh, very small group of people would come out to see you guys. No, you don't tell them. <laughs> I think there's a band. Isn't there a band? Uh, yeah, no, there absolutely is. There's a band of all Ace Freelys. Really? Yeah. And they they wear the different uh, eras of his music. Each each guy's in a different cost, costume. Oh, that's from a different pretty era. good. Yeah. There is a band in Seattle called Jeans Addiction. <laughs> which is uh, pretty amazing yeah i don't think that they do all gene makeup though that would be Aww. pretty hot um but gene's addiction is a great name for a kiss tribute band yeah it is you know it's not obvious it's not like calling your band love gun or some bullshit <laughs> right right you know it's like <laughs> um yeah but yeah Jeans addiction i'll have to take Jeans addiction them. not bad all right we so we touched on kiss did queen ever <laughs> tour with kiss uh i don't think so no i'll bet they did kiss uh no kiss was coming up as queen was already huge so no yeah you just got done saying that in 1974 they were making 60 pounds a fucking month or whatever yeah, but uh, so when did Sheer Heart Attack come out? It come out end of 74, and that had Killer Queen on it, which was a huge, it was number two on the British charts. It was a top 20 hit in the US. And that was what, nine months after Kiss started? So 
Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Kiss might have opened up for them. Yeah. No, I've... Fuck. You're going to out me on this. I've actually looked at uh, the Kiss... I've read the entire Kiss touring wiki thing. So you know every band they've ever performed with? uh, No, but, but, well... But you've at least read it. I've read it, yeah. So, and yeah, I never saw Queen, so... They pay, huh. like yeah they, they at the beginning they play with like Aerosmith and stuff like that um, right you know as far as big bands go but yeah never Queen so hmm. although they did um, they play with Sabbath they opened for Sabbath Kiss did yeah a couple of shows oh uh, yeah this Can is a great you imagine story. Kiss as an opening band like how limited their production must have been well here's the thing. Kiss opened for Sabbath and Kiss had the big light up sign, you know, over the drums Mm -hmm. and uh, the Sabbath roadies didn't take it down or cover it up when Sabbath played. So it wasn't lit up, obviously, but the Kiss sign, the logo sign was up above Sabbath as they played a set at least once. So, yeah, so I don't think Sabbath was very happy about that. (laughs) That would be an amazing photo. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it would. Like just Sabbath with Kiss behind it. It's kind of right. like one of those uh, the memes that you see where it's like the fucking Golden Girls and and they're like, I'm gonna tell my kids this is you know right the fucking who are the Pussycat Dolls or some <laughs> shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's the most contemporary uh, band I can think of. <laughs> they're like tw- from. 18 years ago. Right, yeah. I, I'm sure I would have said the Go-Go's or something, so. <laughs> I would never I would never disparage the Go-Go's. Yeah. I hope they, uh, I know they're in the running this year for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I keep, like every few days I go vote for them on the fan thing, so. It's, yeah. I I really, I really hope so. I, I have to, I have to believe that they will get voted in, but. Yeah. I also think that the Rock Hall yeah. are cocksuckers. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a mess over there. Uh, I know that Jane, uh, how do you say her last name? Welland? Uh, the, yeah. The Rhythm Guitar Bird for the Go-Go's. I'm a huge fan of hers. Uh, she's, I follow her on Facebook and you can actually hire her to like come and perform, uh, like officiate your wedding. And if you pay a little bit Weed- more. Weedland. Isn't there, isn't there a D in her name? Is it Weedland? Okay. Um, when you pay her to come out, she'll, she'll do the wedding. But if you pay her a little bit more, she'll actually get up and play songs with the wedding band. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) Jennifer, we need to get our vows renewed (laughs) and pay a little extra. And then that way I can play go-go songs with Jane. Like I'm so psyched. (laughs) Wow. So the funny thing is Jennifer was into it. She's like, that's a great idea. (laughs) So so, fuck, that's what I should have done with my tax return. God damn it. You know, you could you could charge people to come to your wedding too. Oh, that's true. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Dude. I'm just saying, charge people to come to your wedding, and it would offset the cost of uh, yeah, yeah. her services. <laughs> yeah, I'm always thinking, buddy. Yeah, always that's, thinking. <laughs> need to hire you as my manager. Jesus, it's a great idea. So, anyways, maybe someday I should I should um, seriously think about that i wonder how much that would cost did the go-go's ever play with kiss no that's a hard no correct although although uh wasn't belinda carlisle in the germs 
Is that right? Yeah, she was their original drummer, I think. Oh wow! Yeah, she's a little. Punk, I feel like punk rocker I, girl. I feel like I knew that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Uh. Anyways, well, uh, I still have lots to talk about. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, let's go. Let's let's move. Let's uh, go. Sweet. I have sweet, sweet Georgia fu- Brown. What uh, is it called? Sweet Lady. I have sweet fucking lady down, but I don't think that's what it's called. <laughs> sweet lady. Yeah. Sweet lady is fucking amaze balls. It's just stinky face rock, dude. I I I love it. It's so uh, good. The thing is, is these guys are so associated with the sort of operatic, over the top stuff that people forget that they can destroy straight rock music like yeah. no one else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just- <laughs> so good. Uh, Love of My Life is a wonderful song. Uh, the like piano ba- ballad. It's kind of a borderline song for me. Yeah. I love it, but it's like, okay, this is like you guys are all the way to the line and your toes aren't on the line. You're, a pace before the line, but I can see you are exercising so much restraint right now <laughs> and you want to cross the line, but you didn't. And I appreciate that. I, uh, I don't know that I would ever seek, you know, I would never be like, Hey, you know, smart speaker play love of my life by queen. Uh, but every time it comes on, I listen to the whole thing. I enjoy it. So, um, God Save the Queen was interesting. And I was listening to it. I'm like, wait a second. Isn't this America, my country, tis of thee? Uh, <laughs> and I looked it up and it is. So, yeah. They're, they're all the same. Yeah. So Francis, Samuel Francis Smith used the melody when he wrote the song, America, my country, tis of thee, uh, stole the melody from God Save the Queen, which is the national anthem of the United Kingdom. So, yeah. Um, trivia. Yeah. Uh, at the 19th Grammy Awards, this record received Grammy Award nominations for Best Pop Vocal Performance by a Duo, Group, or Chorus, and Best Arrangement for Vocals. Nominations. How the fuck did- No, they didn't win anything? That's not, uh, at least not that I saw on Wikipedia. So who the fuck <laughs> won? Who won? I don't, I, you would Look think- it up right now. 1975 <sighs> Best Pop Vocal. 19 that's incredible right. who the fuck is it fucking uh carol king like what <laughs> right. who the fuck who the fuck won let's see seven uh it's the 19th grammy awards 1976 uh okay album of the year uh, songs in the key of life um that's fitting song of the year i write the songs best new artist starline Starland Vocal Band. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, best Arrangement. Ah. Oh. Ugh. Best Arrangement for Voices, Duo, Group, or Chorus was won by the Starlight Starland Vocal Band for the song Afternoon Delight. No. No. I mean, I like that's a, I love that song, but yeah, no. <laughs> that was the same year that this record came out, and they were... Are you sure that it wasn't the year after? So uh, the Wikipedia thing, more coke and said like as the (laughs) seventies rolled on, and that's the only logical explanation. 
So I'm on, uh, so I pulled the, so it says on Wikipedia, at the 19th Grammy Awards, it received the Grammy Award nominations for, and that that's what I read you. Uh, I'm yeah. now at Grammy.com looking at uh, the 19th Grammy Awards, which is was in 1976. And it says Jesus Afternoon Christ. Delight. So After fucking Noon Delight. Good job, record industry professionals. <laughs> Just, they've always <laughs> been fucking losers. I don't, here's what I don't get. Isn't the Grammy Awards the record industry? Like, like, like engineers and producers? Like, isn't that who does the voting? How do they fuck this up constantly? Losers. I guess. World-class fucking losers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, in a ray of sunshine, and you got a long way to go your, to redeem yourself, Rolling Stone, but in 20, 2020, Rolling Stone ranked it as number 128 of its list of top 500 greatest albums of all time. So that's, yeah. I mean, are you looking at the list? What book I, is I, it? That, I, those, that, those are important statistics to me. That because, is a, that cause is I don't care game. about the albums that are fi- like, you know, like if John Mayer's fucking record is 50 steps up, then that's offensive. But right. You know, right. Uh, um, let's see. So what did I say? It was 128. Okay. So 100. Oh, wait, I need to go to, 150 through 101 seems suspicious like 120 like 128 this is like one of the most remarkable works of recorded art ah uh okay 128 is queen and night at the opera 129 is pink floyd the wall 127 is ray charles modern sounds in country and western music Ooh. 126 is mary j blige really yeah, well, 125, Paul's Boutique. Look, I'm not here to talk shit about Mary J. Blige. She's fucking amazing. Yeah. But better than this record? No. 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 Um, you know, there's, I mean, obviously we can't go through the whole list, but I'm going to say it's in pretty fucking good company. Um, 123 is Zeppelin 2. 122 Will is- Will you skip all the way to the top 20? sure let's get pissed (laughs) like let's just let's get pissed seriously uh all right because you know that there's going to be some bob dylan records up there yeah and that's oh my god god damn it (laughs) number 20 is kid a (laughs) are you serious nope i'm totally fucking serious yeah fuck fuck rolling stone you guys fuck (laughs) fuck off seriously number 20 yeah and and yeah no 19, Kendrick Lamar, The Pimp of Butterfly. Wow. And then uh, 18, Bob <laughs> Bob Dylan, Highway 61 Revisited. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. 17, Kanye West, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Okay, here we go. Uh, 16. Like, this is obviously something that uh, someone made in the last 15 years, and they were like, well, we got to get some kids looking at this because right. we're going to be selling some ads to fucking Red Bull or whatever. So 16 uh, is London Calling. That's good. 15 yeah. uh, takes the nations of millions to hold us back. Holy fuck. They, sure. I, I, I'm shocked they listed this at 15. I don't, uh, I don't know too. that it's 15, I, but... I don't know that it is either, but it is in um, terms of cult, list. Like cultural importance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. But, uh, you know, so, if you're, so you, if you're talking about the greatest records of all time, I guess you have to measure things like that. Right, well. right, right. Yeah. 
because there's you know that album isn't isn't an a plus although my emotional connection to it doesn't even fucking yeah doesn't even chart uh, god damn uh 14 exile on main street okay 13 uh i never loved a man the way i love you by aretha 12 is thriller 11's revolver 10 is the miseducation of lauren hill great fucking record Ugh. nine is bob dylan blood on the tracks uh <laughs> eight purple rain good seven rumors good six never mind good i don't know it should be number six though uh five is that i don't know that rumors should be number seven oh, rumors is fucking good dude yeah it's yeah great, you're, 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 you're yeah i mean it's I don't maybe know up seven, in the like but, 20 like between 20 and 30 it's in right, it's yeah. in there uh let's see five abbey road four songs in the key of life stevie wonder three is Joni mitchell blue two is pet sounds one is uh what's going on by marvin gay yeah i don't know about that but i mean greatest album of all time yeah what's going on i mean on? great fucking album but amazing yeah, yeah not not oh no, fuck not this list one. right in <laughs> its fucking face <laughs> fuck this list off i don't ever want to hear about this list again <laughs> do you understand like this list comes up again the podcast is over <laughs> this <laughs> fuck uh like you're hanging up or the podcast is just this is the i'm hanging up like podcast over gotcha the episode gotcha yeah uh (laughs) no not like the uh series is canceled (laughs) i'm throwing the sm7b in the trash (laughs) changing my phone number (laughs) uh let's see anyway 128 yeah fuck off You know, I was, uh, when I initially read that, I was like, oh, okay, good. Rolling Stone's fucking getting it together. But yeah. No, they're not. The other thing is all the other albums they have ahead of it that are. Yeah, Kanye <laughs> that, West, no, number no. 18. Do you remember when Kanye West sang? Oh my no, God. I don't. He sang uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, I swear. Oh my God. Yeah, you're right. You're I right. Sh- yeah, he did I a live God, thing of it. He, oh, fuck. What a dick. I mean,. I try to not make fun of him because I think that he's got a lot of fucking heavy mental health issues. Yeah. And, you know, but fuck, God damn it, he's such a big target. Yeah. It's really hard because as soon as you're like, ah, maybe, you know, maybe, like, did you watch the episode with him on uh, Letterman's thing? I try not to watch anything involving Kanye West because it infuriates me because I think he's such a douchebag. Well, he is, but uh, I enjoyed, well, I enjoyed to watch that episode of the, you know, or my guest, whatever it's called, his new- My next guest or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, It didn't make me like Kanye more or at all, really, but I guess I, I got- he openly talked about his mental health. Yeah. And there was, it just was like, uh, there was some, there was some vulnerable stuff in it and I appreciated it very much. And I was like, okay, you know, cool. Uh, But also fuck that guy. Yeah. Here, here's my issue. Uh, narcissists don't like other narcissists. (laughs) (laughs) So he is not appealing to me. Uh, my favorite thing is, um, uh when you know the meme that says you know find 
find someone that loves you, like that looks at you the way that <laughs> Kanye looks blah, at himself blah, blah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Find, yeah, find someone that loves you as much as Kanye loves Kanye. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> That's For pretty real. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I thought Kanye. I liked Kanye when he was like a nerdy producer guy, and then when he came out and said that George Bush hated black people, I thought that was pretty fucking ballsy. But then after that, it just you know went off the rails. So yeah. Yeah, uh, Queen named their uh, album A Night at the Opera and A Day at the Races after two of the Marx Brothers' most popular films. Uh, Groucher Marx invited Queen to visit him in Los Angeles in March of 77, five months before he died. The band thanked him and performed the song 39 acapella for him. So, huh. yeah, I thought that was cool. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. I didn't realize those albums were named after... Uh, Marx Brothers movies. And, you know, I, I'm aware of Marx, you know, Marx Brothers and stuff. Uh, I don't think I've ever sat down and watched one of their movies. But in the last year or so, we saw, like, I saw, like, a YouTube clip of uh, uh, Marx Brothers or uh, Charlie Chaplin. I can't remember which one. But it was super funny. <laughs> like, yeah. And I was like, oh, wait, this, you know, I mean, this is fucking old schools, like, black and white and still I was laughing my ass off. And the funny thing about that is like when you watch old comedy, like a lot of stand up, like very physical. Yeah. But you, a lot of it doesn't hold up. You know what I mean? Like if you watch some Eddie, old Eddie Murphy stuff shit, or, yeah. or even like Richard Pryor, like you can see where it was like, whoa, uh, or funny for back then, but it just does. It doesn't seem to work today like it did back then, you know? Well, a lot of jokes are, you know, time, like of the time. Right. Yeah. And then a lot of, and some more shit has to do with like, this is shocking or this is heavy and relevant right, right now. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately a lot of shit that Richard Pryor talked about is still relevant and more than ever. Right. But, um, yeah. But yeah, it just, up. you know, um, it just didn't make me, when I go back and watch some of that stuff, it doesn't make me laugh as much as it probably would have back then. But boy, I tell you the fucking, um, Marx brothers and, and Charlie Chaplin clips that I've seen. Right. <laughs> totally stood the test of time. So yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to see if there's anything else in my notes. Uh, tell me, man, tell me everything. He, and here's kind of the last thing I have. I really don't like Brian May's guitar sound. <laughs> I think it's terrible. But oh God! It, I here's, let me love it. He sounds like it's, no one. You're right. It's absolutely unique, and it's absolutely perfect for Queen. But if it was my guitar sound, I would be disappointed. But are you talking because his lead tone and all of his sort of like orchestrated, you know, single note stuff? Yeah, is one thing. Uh, but there, he has some vicious rhythm sounds. It just, it has like a weird, like it sounds like when I play through like a 10 inch speaker, you know what I mean? Like it's like missing something or it's, there's like a weird hollowness to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's just got like his fucking, is he paying is upper, he, upper mids? Yeah. Is he playing like through like a half cocked, half clocked wah or something? It sounds like it, doesn't yeah. it? But yeah. I don't think so. I think he's playing a, Vox AC30 dimed because you know his signature Vox AC30 mm -hmm. only has an on off switch. 
Son of a bitch. That's always what I wanted my signature marshal to be. Did you know that? <laughs> no. Yeah. All it has, it's, it's just a fucking, it's a red panel, completely smooth <laughs> with his signature on it. And it's got an on off switch. That's it. You got to be kidding amazing. me. Signature but I think eight. he plays maybe a top boost or a range master or something into yeah. it. And that's it. You know, and he's got a fucking wall of them. There are some great. Yeah, there is a uh, volume knob on it, it looks like. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm looking at it. But only one. one. Yeah. Huh. Still cool, though. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, there's there's a pretty great, you know, rig rundown uh, with him playing, you know, his fucking wall of AC-30s. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just, I mean, he's, I just, I think he's ridiculous. I, I love his guitar sound. And it's, I don't know. For me, I've I've tr- gone for it a couple times mm-hmm. on recordings, and I just and I never make a I'm never using a reference track. I'm always going from memory, and I always right. just really miss the mark. Yeah, because it's a it's a feeling, right? Yeah, you because know, it is. It's like it's a very unusual sound. Yeah, it may it almost makes you unco- It almost like makes your teeth itch. <laughs> you know what i mean it's like whoa what the fuck is going on here but on all those lo- layered guitars like they they're not all tonally identical like listen to yeah. those things they're just fucking amazing yeah yeah i mean it's definitely brian's sound it definitely works for queen i can't imagine queen you know i'm not saying god queen would be better with a les paul and a marshall i'm not saying that but yeah. Are you I, saying that you'd rather have Kirk Hammett? <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough wah playing on his solos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know you. how much you love the wah. Ah, uh, Queen. I love you, Queen. I love Queen, too. I feel like Queen was never as popular in the States as they should have been. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I, I mean, I think you're wrong. I mean... We Will Rock You oh, yeah. is, I mean, one of the most recognizable songs in the world. And it can be heard in, you know, being replicated in football stadiums everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And ba- like anywhere, large groups of people gather and are rallying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for some cause. Talk about know, a fucking anthem, dude. Holy shit. And right? like, we are the champions. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, no, they're untouchable. Yeah, I mean, I they guess are you matchless. know, like I don't remember ever seeing someone in my high school wearing a Queen T-shirt. You know what I mean? But I saw like right. plenty of dudes wearing ACDC and Metallica and you know whatever else. Um, I were they touring much? Yeah, that's, that's true. I guess I don't know if they were touring, and um, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I never saw them. I never saw them play live. Yeah, me either. I I don't know that I would go see them without Freddie, though, you know, so. Right. And, well, Uh, John Deacon doesn't play with them either, so. What? John Deacon doesn't play with them anymore either. He stopped playing in 97 with them. What? Yeah. So it's just Brian and uh, and, uh, Roger. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. John. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting when Paul Rogers went out on tour with him. I don't know much about Paul Rogers, but I do know the song All Right Now, and it's pretty rad. Right. So No, it's amazing, but I just I just 
and people who went and saw it, you know, people say it was great, but yeah. I just can't fucking imagine him pulling off those songs. Right. Yeah, it'd be hard. You know? Yeah, you know, and it, I feel bad. I feel like I should have done even more research. I feel like this podcast should be way longer. You know, I I feel like I should have watched the Adam Lambert, you know, some Adam Lambert stuff, some Paul Rogers live stuff, you know, to see to get a feel for what it, you know, what it's like now. Hey Jamie. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up. You're great. <laughs> I just <laughs> <sighs> Listen, don't be. I love Queen. This one, I, I love Queen. I just want them to have uh, the podcast that they deserve, the episode of Golden Shower Hits that they deserve. You know, <laughs> the gold mine. Yeah. So, well, you know what? Like mm. some assholes said at one point, you can't always get what you want. <laughs> but That's if you true. try, sometimes you get what you need. Yeah. Ah, uh, well. I suggest everyone go out and listen to this record. It's very good. No, it's... I mean, there's there's a couple of songs that are meh on it, but sure. for the most part, you will enjoy you know where yourself. The forward, you know where the skip button is? Yeah. I didn't skip any songs because I felt like morally I was obligated to listen to them and try and digest them, but yeah. moving forward, I, I will, I'll go back to skipping. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I skipped over Bohemian Rhapsody if you know on quite a few listens and it's just because i was in you know it's like i filled up on the chocolate ice cream now i want the you know strawberry or whatever you know i wanted to fill up on the other songs that i really enjoyed on this record so yeah for for one reason or another we like ice cream always comes up (laughs) apparently we love ice cream fuck i can't even remember the last ice oh i had a i had a bite of my wife's ice cream cone the other day just took a bite of hers. Belly full Just of one. lobster and a, and a bite of ice cream. One, one bite of her ice cream. <laughs> hey, what was That's that? Uh, what was that? That's the limit. What was that ne- that uh, movie that you guys watched that you were bummed on uh, seafood uh, afterwards? God. What was it called? Seaspiracy. It's just devastatingly depressing. It's about fish or whatever? Well, it's about the seafood industry at large and the devastation that it causes all right yeah i don't uh i don't eat any kind of fish so i'll be fine watching it yeah but it'll it'll fuck you up because um there's a lot of death in it yeah you know which is a drag yeah dolphins are cool yeah all right so uh what are we rating this thing uh i mean i i'm just shy of an a plus like i'm the only reason this record doesn't get an A plus from me, and I'm torn because, like I said earlier, the thing that I, the the parts that I don't like are the parts that are not the most ambitious, uh, creatively, but like you can tell they were things that they were as a band really like. You know, this is this is great. Like we're right. really stretching out. Like those are the moments that I fucking hate. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, yeah. and so I I don't fault them for for being ambitious. Yeah, but I just can't fucking give them an A plus for this record because I hate the fucking Roaring Twenties songs. <laughs> right? Yeah. Fuck it is. Yeah. I don't have no fucking idea what you even call it. Yeah. But you know, drives me crazy. But every like everything else about this record is the greatest. Yeah. 
shit that ever happened in a recording studio. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, they definitely, you know, I, I mean, if they didn't push the envelope, we wouldn't have Bohemian Rhapsody, you know? That's exactly right. And so, but I mean, sometimes they push it and it doesn't work. Um, That's right. And so, you know, so yeah, I'm with you. I, I, but I'm going to give it an A though. Uh, but I mean, still, it's a fucking A, you know? So I mean, I gave it an A too. Oh, you did? Okay, sorry. Yeah, I gave it an A, probably like uh, 97 yeah. A. That's a good A. That's... That's not a kid. Almost an A plus. No, that's not a fucking ninety three. <laughs> it's a ninety fucking seven. It's closer to a hundred than than it is the ninety. Right? Yeah. You fucking kidding me? It's fucking great. <sighs> Queen. So yeah, A solid A. Nice. Well, yeah. I you know to quote you, I will listen to this record again. Double A's. I've been I've been listening. Have we done a double A before? I don't know that we have. I'll bet. I'll bet we have. Yeah. I'd think you I'd bet I'd bet a dollar. I think your grades are usually at least half a grade higher than mine usually. So I think this is our first double A. Yeah. No, I I swear we've I swear we've matched up on a grade before. It's possible. I've only been tracking the uh, grades for the last like ten ten weeks. What about appetite? Oh did we oh yeah, we may have gave that double A plus now that I think about it. That would did make we sense, A plus right? that one? Ah, did, I don't even remember. Did we not? I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even remember our conversation, to be honest. But I know it's great, and we're really special people. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> uh, Guns and Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Oh, yeah, double A plus. Is that right? Yep. Fucking hell. And good uh, golly. Yeah. So all right, good. That job, makes sense. Team. This album isn't as good as uh, Appetite, but. I mean, Jesus Christ, what is, you know? So actually, uh, next week. <laughs> What's next Speaking week? Speaking of A pluses, uh, Prince Purple Rain. Wow. Or, or next. Oh, right. More co- correctly, okay. the m- music from the motion picture Purple Rain, right? <laughs> Isn't that the. Uh, is that what it's called? I, I think, don't know. I think it might be. Uh, hold on one second. My little dog is moaning at my feet because he wants to be on my lap. Ah. Uh, He's a very funny little guy. <laughs> yeah, I saw him in uh, saw him in some video the other day. You were talking. He's a funny guy. Yeah, um, very sweet, Mister Big, right? Yeah, Mister Big, the big lover, big Punisher. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we'll have a special guest next week, John Guffey. Uh, yeah. Who yeah. kindly does all our intros and helps us out with tons of stuff on the show. Uh, we'll be sitting in, so this will be our first uh, three-way, or at least my first three-way with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you'd like that. Uh, wow. I mean, your first three-way with us is actually just the three of us, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, we won't get. I mean, into you. That. I know you guys are really close, um, and uh, I just feel like. I don't know if I don't know if I'm one of the pieces of bread or if I'm the meat in this sandwich, but <laughs> either no matter what, I'm uncomfortable with the situation. <laughs> Just want you to know that's yeah. right up front. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, let's see. Uh, so we're recording on a Friday night right now because I'm going to go see a a Bowie tribute band. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about this, but I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. I, I wanted to hear about this. So tomorrow, going to see a Bowie that, tribute band that I maybe might play bass with. That's so awesome. 
yeah and so uh so thank you for scheduling around that i appreciate it of course yeah absolutely is this the end this is the end (laughs) god damn it oh god i think we've gotten through what like 45 episodes not mentioning the doors (laughs) and then they were mentioned twice tonight Huh? That is unfortunate. How about that for fucking Mr. Mojo Rising? I, I, I hope I'd slipped into the alternate universe where the doors didn't exist. <laughs> uh, I, what if I had... <laughs> I'm full of terrible ideas. My Howard Jones cover band, Mr. Hojo Rising. <laughs> huh? that's, that's pretty good. I like that. That's not pretty good. It's actually terrible. <sighs> I'm the worst. Um, But, you know. Thank you for entertaining me. <laughs> I'm always down for Mike I, Mike's ideas. So terrible ideas. I've been, I've been doing this for ideas. Been doing this for 44 weeks. So <laughs> right. So which? So who's the dummy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I talked you into this. Uh, no, this has been great, man. Like you know, it's time consuming and stuff, but I'm actually like creating stuff and putting it out there in the world which i wasn't doing before and And it feels good to be to do stuff yeah it's like cool to look back on like hey we have this big catalog of stuff that we've done you know you know it's like i can be an asshole and write a bunch of riffs that never leave my basement for 20 years or actually fucking you know put something out there and you know i know this isn't putting out a record or whatever but i'm working on music every week and putting it out there and that's something i wasn't doing before so proud of what we're doing i i enjoy listening to the show <laughs> and uh yeah i like working on it so i'm glad you asked me to do it yeah i'm glad you did it there's a million people you could have asked and you asked me i'm like the I won the lottery oh let's not get excited <laughs> that's, that's no it's not true like you, you know every everybody knows mike like you could ask anybody to do this and you asked me and so uh made me feel made me feel very good well uh, nobody gets asked to do something because people think they're going to be shitty at it and they're not going to be it's not going to be fun to do something with them <laughs> i thought so, it was going to be like terrible I, was like, I thought i was a terrible choice for this show <laughs> what you love to talk well yeah but you know like that's it i figured you just have to fucking run your mouth to do a podcast yeah, that's, that's what true. i've learned yeah I don't know. I, I figured somebody that had way more music knowledge would be better for the show, but I don't know. I got plenty of dick and fart jokes, so. That's it. Yeah. That's everything, man. <laughs> that's that's the whole deal. Yeah. The fucking title is a fucking dick and fart joke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, come on, you know? Oh, God. Come on. Come on. Uh. Well, oh, we got to pick fucking... Oh yeah! God, shit. I just really want to fucking end, but we, we don't. Have to we don't have to. We. Uh, I just. I mainly well, want to pick them because next episode we can't do it next episode because you don't want to do it with fucking dingling there. <laughs> right? How boring uh, would that be for him? I don't know. I think he might be into it. No, he'd be like, Jesus Christ! You guys are gonna make me sit through this? I already drove across town. <laughs> oh, already drove down here from Olala or wherever he lives. <laughs> Malala. <laughs> <laughs> and from battleground that's what i said yeah uh <laughs> let's see oh um actually you know what it looks like we got we got a bunch more responses since i did the pick from this sheet so i should probably go through those we got 
I wonder who posted all this shit. Yeah, we got 36 more responses since the last time I looked at the thing. So yeah, oh, let, let's let's really? hold off on that. Yeah. Uh, Rudy. <laughs> uh, you although, son of a bitch. Yeah, although looking at it now, uh, the chipmunks sing the Beatles hits um, by the chipmunks <laughs> as three entries. So yeah, that's somebody's fucking with us. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> There's some good stuff on here, though, man. Pink Moon, Closer, oh, that's a great album, yeah. Dirty Mind, Paul's Boutique, Sonic Youth. God, it's about time. There's King a fucking... Crimson. Great. You're living All Over Me, Right to Spring, Pinkerton. <laughs> fucking finally. Oh, and I the Cosmos to Pinkerton by Chris today. Bell. Yeah. I've got to say, and I don't want to fucking get ahead of myself, but there are some, there are some problematic moments on Pinkerton. Like lyric-wise or... Yeah. Yeah. But God um, damn, is it an amazing album. Oh, God. It's, yeah. It just is explosive. Yeah. It's a fucking drum sound at the beginning, dude. Holy shit. Just not every one of the songs is counted in by the drums, but it's never like a fucking tick, 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 tick. It's right. never fucking, you know, it's yeah. like, what about uh, El Scorcho? It's like, pop, pop, pop. Right. It's just... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Best. Whoever's been adding to the list. Fucking A, dude. I'm looking at uh, Thelonious Monk, Velvet Underground, MC5. Yeah, there's all kinds of great shit that somebody submitted. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be good. Yeah. So we'll hold off on that and uh, all right. Tune. Well, all right, dude. It was good talking to you. Hey, you're great. Uh, you're great, dude. I'll, all right, buddy. Uh, I'll Next talk week. to you soon. Yeah, for sure. All right, bye. All right, man. Bye. Go down the pit!